From the podcasting studio in the Reynolds School of Journalism, this is Residual Culture. A media mixtape. I'm Ben Birkenbein. And I'm Joey Lovato. And Joey, this is the end of the year. 2018, it's over. Well, it's almost over. We're getting there. Anyways. We're going to take the next couple weeks off, um, but this is our last episode for the year for 2018. Yep. Um, Yeah, we'll take at least a couple weeks off. We'll be back probably like mid-January. Mid-January. You have a book to finish. I have family to see and, you know. Exactly. Cake to eat. And end of the year. Just take a little break. Yeah. And you know what else we're coming up on? We're coming up on our one-year anniversary in February. That's right. Yeah. So this this whole, our year in review is uh, all 2018, which is when we've been a podcast. Yeah. So it's kind of exciting. It's kind of a, it's a, it's an interesting uh, chance for us to reflect back on the year uh, in different ways, like things that really stood out, uh, stuff that we watched and all that. Um, But specifically, I think we just, we, we kind of found out that you know, now that Ben, ben that's ha- me. You have Spotify. I have Spotify now. Mm-hmm. And Joey was like, hey, Ben, did you know Spotify gives you your top played songs of 2018? And so I was like, that's great. Yeah, we should definitely do an episode where we talk about what our t- Spotify top 10 looks like. Top 100, actually. Well, yeah, I mean, they give you 100 songs. We'll, we'll focus on top 10. We'll kind of talk about... Yeah, I'd like to talk about my 100, but not... I'm not going to name every single one of them, but I want exactly. to talk about, like, trends that I see. Obviously, like, there's, like, bands that I discovered this year that I listen to a lot and stuff like that. But... Now, now, of course, the caveat is I've only had Spotify for, like, two months, <laughs> something like that. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I, you know, it hasn't been the full year, but... And I should also say that, that when I got Spotify, the reason I got it was because of one band. Because I, I couldn't find their stuff. What band? The Buddy Revels. Okay. One of my favorite bands from Eau Claire, Wisconsin. Interesting. And I, um, I just I was looking for their music online or a way to to listen to them, and I couldn't find it basically anywhere aside from a couple songs. But there were some that I really wanted to hear, and I found out that they were on Spotify. And I'm like, all right, that's it. I'm, I think it's time. I'm gonna get on Spotify. Yeah. So I'm on now. So we're gonna talk You're about it. You're part of the system. That's right. I've given into you know the Spotify man. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so we'll talk about songs, Spotify top ten, and then we'll also do some other general. Yeah, discussion. kind of like what 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 I, I'm not, not going to say like this is the best movie of the year, or the best TV show, or the best song of the year, but I want to talk about some stuff that I watched and listened to and played. Oh, you can hear the alarm going off out there. I don't know if we can hear that on the recording or not. There's an alarm happening outside of us. <laughs> if hey, you hear that, our apologies. Yeah, um, but we're okay. Don't we're, worry, we're fine. Yeah, <laughs> we're fine. Uh, it's just door just has an alarm. Um, what was I? I don't even know. The alarm went off, and I got. So we're going to talk about other things aside. Yeah, from, video you know, games just, that we played, and, and video games, and movies, TV. TV. That's mostly books. If you're yeah. any books this year, just anything that that kind of jumps out from 2018. Yeah, and it doesn't have to be come out in 2018. Just what we consumed this year. That was good. Exactly. But uh, I'll start with our music. Do you want to tell me what your top played song in the last two months is? Sure, because <laughs> I've already alluded to it. It is the Buddy Revels. Yeah. What, uh, which the, song? The song is called PJ. PJ. The reason that this song is the most played is because I think this song. It's an instrumental song. It's almost like an introduction to another song. and But in this introduction, it has just some of the sweetest sounding bass that oh, I've yeah. heard. And as a matter of fact, my own bass playing, there's a number of influences out there, but this guy, his name is Scott Hawk or Hotch. I think it's Hawk. Um, really an influence, really an influence on the way that I like to play bass. Okay, That's And cool. it sounds just so beautiful. And in fact... So beautiful that I reached out to the Buddy Ravels on Facebook. They have a Facebook page. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hey, random question, but, you know, I loved you guys' music. Huge influence on me. Do you know what, like, how you got that sound? And the lead singer and guitarist who still does music um, was like, yeah, actually, I recorded all that stuff. So, and I still record music. So he's like, just let me know exactly what track or what part. And I can tell you, I can tell you everything about that oh my bass God. track. Oh, we should get them on. He was super nice. Yeah, it would be really fun to have them on, actually. Or And, and I asked them, I said, are you guys going to be doing any new music? And he said that there's going to be something coming out from at least either him or a couple of them uh, within the next month or so. Oh, wow. Okay. So, pretty cool. We'll keep, keep an ear out for that. Yeah. So PJ by Buddy Revels. Buddy Revels. Yep, Buddy Revels. Uh, mine is Sister of Pearl by Bao. Bao. B A I O. Bao. B A I O. Yeah. Bao. 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 Yeah, I don't know how to say. That I don't one. know who that. I don't know that. Yeah, I don't know it's that. the only song I know by them, but I really like it. <laughs> um, I guess I've it, got my Spotify up. Do I, should I need to? Yeah, maybe I mean, I, I, I have mine just pulled up right now. I mean, so Sister of Pearl. It's just a really positive, like a really happy, upbeat song. I think that's why I like it. Um, 
on my way over here, I was actually kind of thinking, I was listening to my list and I was kind of thinking about like why these songs are like, you know, my top of the year or whatever. And I think that there's a couple categories that fall, fall into it, but I think I'm a very visual music listener, if that makes sense. Whenever I mm, listen to music, yeah. I, I imagine like myself in a movie scene really sure. like, is really like, I'll, and I never thought about it until like I was driving over here, but I, that's really the way that I consume music when I'm like, I'm listening to me and it's not just in the background. Um, but yeah, like, so I really like like upbeat, positive songs and I, I like them because I can kind of like imagine myself, um, kind of like, like montages. I always imagine like a montage of myself, like driving to like, you know, go see like a family, like in an indie movie or something, you know, and that's kind of just like, or like looking out if I'm like having a bad day, like I'll listen to like a sad song, like look out the window or something. And so that's like one, one of like the, my big influences is kind of this, this, these, this music that can visually evoke like a montage scene in a movie of either being like happy or sad or frustrated or whatever. And so that's, that's, that's a lot of the music is I think influenced by that. Yeah. In fact, I think that I, I do the same thing. And mm-hmm. in fact, I think that's why I like a lot of instrumental music because yeah. it just, it, it lends itself more to visualizing your own thing instead sure. of having lyrics to give you a story that someone else has given you. This is not to detract from, from good songwriters, oh, yeah, no, no, you know what yeah. I mean? But I think that there's something about um, that experience of just listening to music and kind of visualizing something in life or a time or a, some sort of sentiment, some mm-hmm. sort of feeling. Yeah, right? a lot of music also like reminds me of like my past and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's funny. Uh, everyone's always like, "Man, if you just know that song, like, aren't those lyrics powerful?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I could like I could like recall the lyrics. Like, I'm actually really good at memorizing songs. I like to sing in the car and in the hmm. shower and stuff. Um, and I'm like, I can memorize a song pretty quickly. Like, if I listen to it like four or five times, I could probably sing it back. Hmm. Um, but I don't actually listen to what they're saying." Like I, I couldn't tell you what anyone like, like what they're trying to, the message they're trying to convey. I've had that experience before, or in any song ever. Like I don't like care what they're saying. Like, has does this happen though? So, it, d- does there come a point later when you kind of realize what the lyrics are and you're like, oh, yeah, like that's darker than I thought. Wait, yeah, okay, oh, interesting. Well, so my girlfriend like is the opposite. She listens to music like for like the message and not really for like the like the musically. Like, yeah. And so she's always like, that's like a dark song for you to be like bopping to. And I'm like, really? <laughs> yeah. I don't listen to them. Like, I don't know what he's actually talking about. I'm just like, just enjoying it. It's very interesting because it's, it is, there are like two different ways to listen to music. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, you know, the goal is to kind of take the, take it as a whole, right? Yeah, Both yeah, music yeah. and lyrics. But, um, the music influences me a lot more than the lyrics do. Yeah, me usually. too. And, me um, too. Hip hop and stuff is a little bit different sometimes because it's like almost like lyrics in your face. It depends, but at the same time, so I agree. There's some hip hop I like specifically for the lyrics and like the the kind of craft of yes. delivering the lyrics. But there's, but I think I still think when I listen to hip hop, the thing that will draw me into a song more is the beat. The right? beat. The beat always draws me in, and that like it, yeah. the beat will draw me in, but then I I'll stay for the lyrics. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. Or, you know, some of it is like uh, the intention is to kind of disrupt you with sure, the sure. with the beat. And then the the lyrics become a little bit more powerful. You know, it's sort of it's a little bit more abstract, a little bit more angular, that mm-hmm. kind of stuff, which I also appreciate. Yeah. So, cool. yeah, that's like my first I would say I have three kinds of music, though, that like the way it works. So like the first one is like this visual one. And the second one is I just any music that builds, I love it. Like yeah. anything that like starts off with just like a, and then you get like a boom, 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 and like like if you can like build a acapella performance here, but like if you can build a song, I'm into it. Like I really like if you can do it well, and like if it just by the end it's just like roaring in your ears, I'm like this is great, and that's why like one of my other top songs this year, which is one that you recommended to me back when I was in college, is "Devil Is Fine" by Zeal and Arder. Oh, yeah. Is, that, is, is my yeah. number one, two, three, four. It's my fifth most listened song. Nice. Yeah, Zeal and Arter are great. They And um, they just, they know how to build a song. Like, right. it just starts off, and then, like, you hear this, like, guitar, like, like this, like, metal guitar on the back yeah. just pick up, and you're like, oh, man. Kind of black metal mixed with, like, southern blues. It's got a lot like, of soul. It's got a lot yeah. of soul for, for, like, for having so much, like, distortion but then they also have like uh it's so it's it's like black metal it's like chain uh, gang too chain okay. gang like yeah sort of like just you know slave chants yeah and stuff for sure. but and, and the interesting thing about zeal and order there is that they that pairing works so well that it's surprising that no one has done that yeah no you know it's what I mean? awesome yeah because and there's definitely some of their songs i'm not as big of a fan of because there's just screaming and i don't yeah, really like just it's more screaming. on the heavier on the black metal you yeah, know yeah um yeah, but that that's a really interesting, uh, really interesting group. Yeah, that was one of my top songs this year. Hey, you know, speaking of 
songs that build. Number two For you. on my list is a band. Uh, it's a well, okay. It's an electronic artist, mm-hmm. which is very different for me. But this is a song that I have gone back to a lot, and it's really good to to listen to while I work. Yeah. Uh, the song is called Melancholy. So not just melancholy with a Y at the end, but I-E, melancholy. Okay. And the artist is B. Fleischman. B. Period. B. Fleischmann. Fleischmann. Like Fleischmann with two N's at the end. Hmm. Um, Never heard of him. This is, so <laughs> this song is like 47 minutes long. That's your second most listened it's song? It's the second most wonder, listened song. I wonder if Spotify goes by time listened or by number of plays. I don't know. It, 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 it's got to be number of plays because PJ by Buddy Ravels, I couldn't possibly listen to that more than, you know, like 45 minute song or 47 minute song, yeah. you know? Um, and, and I'm not even sure that it's filtered that way, but we're just going with the top 10. So yeah, a little yeah. smattering of it. I think you'd really like it though. I would suggest this out. to you. Yeah. So the thing that's interesting about this is that it's, oh man, how to explain this song. And I've tried to explain this before. It's electronic music, period. But it sounds as if something very warm uh, has been filtered through a digital kind of like interface. So you get this thing that it sounds almost like an accordion, right? So these really long drawn out notes and they feel warm, like Mm -hmm. maybe an accordion could feel warm. But then when it's filtered through the the digital interface... Mm It's really good. And then later it just builds and builds and then this beat comes in and it's just like you're just, I don't know, you're just walking along. You're or you're just, it. It's really cool. It's really, especially when the, the drum and bass kick in, mm-hmm. it's not like real choppy drum and bass. It's just like a really chilled out, head bobbing kind of drum and bass. This sounds like something I would like. And absolutely. Um, and I think the beauty of it is that when that kicks in, because the song is so long and builds for that long, when it kicks in, it just feels so good. You're like, oh, yes. Like, this oh, is yeah. great. Yeah, it's a great little I, payoff. I love when things just build and get yeah. like heavier and heavier. But yeah, sounds yeah. good. Well, uh, my number two is uh, Strangers by Car Seat Headrest. They show up a oh, lot. Yeah, Car Seat Headrest. Yep. They, they're going to show up a lot this year. They were sure. um, very influential in me graduating college because it was just so anxious. Uh, and they're a very angsty band. <laughs> okay. Um, but like, I, you know, I... The, my girlfriend always brings up there's this moment where I was just lying on the floor just and like playing playing this song Strangers by Car Seat Headrest uh, like super loud and there's like a point where they're just like ooh and I'm just like lying there and she's like yeah you just looked like you were about ready to like break it down <laughs> crying and I was like yeah that was like that was the day I graduated I remember it was or the day I think it was like the morning before I graduated yeah and I was uh. just lying like laying there like I can't believe that I'm like have to be a real real human now uh, j- just to clarify i was not laughing at your you know your sort of <laughs> melancholy or whatever yeah but i was laughing because i i, I can connect with that experience yeah so yeah. there are times too when i'm just like i just want to lay on the floor look at the ceiling and listen to this song i was really like full like starfish like spread out on like the carpet just like yeah. staring at the ceiling i see what you did there you did you took a little jets to brazil lyric and yeah. you just used it in the <laughs> podcast and jets to brazil is my number oh my god 12 so it's on the list yeah just the results just outside the top 10 yeah um nice, but yeah man. and then the the number my number three is the strokes you only live once another very like which uh which album is that off is that off their fr- first impressions of earth uh huh. it's like uh with like the I like know that one. you probably know this. Here, i can play a little bit of it i don't think we'll get sued well yeah just, this is commentary Wait, once you hear oh, the Oh, you know, I once you yeah. get the once you get the guitar. The, yeah, got it. Yeah. yeah it's okay. great. So that's got another it. like boppy like, oh yeah, I'm into this. Like, so that's just another like when I'm down and I don't want to be, I'll listen to that and it'll like take me out of it a little bit. I listened sure. to that on the plane actually recently when I was flying back to Reno. Nice. So nice. Yeah, that was my number three. What about you? Uh, number three for me is a band called Silkworm out of Chicago. That um, that sounds like a band that you would listen to. Yeah, <laughs> Silkworm is a. They're great, and the the reason that they're so high on this list. So the song is um, it's the first track off of one of their albums called "I Hope You Don't Survive." Oh boy! Jeez. <laughs> All right, but um, uh, <laughs> that sounds like a Mountain Goat song. Silkworm, Silkworm is criminally underrated. Um, they're one of those bands that, and this is why I Every love them. Every band you listen to, yeah, I, I, seriously. Um, <laughs> but they're really good. They went on to, man. There's so much to say about this band, but 
definitely look them up. Look up their stuff. Um, they've got some really good, really good songs. Um, one of their band members uh, died sort of tragically, mm. and then they took it so much time off from music because they're like, that was the end of Silkworm. Yeah. But they've reformed another band, which is also, they're not on my list, but they were certainly for a long time, I, I listened to so, so much of them, uh, a band called Bottomless Pit. So they reformed again in this band called Bottomless Pit. They're also amazing. So be sure to check those guys out. Um, yeah. I don't know what else to say about them other than it's like... Um, they're super important kind of in that Chicago indie uh, punk scene. Punk, yeah. But the difference is, it's not really that punky per se, but the difference between this one is that the lead guitarist can actually like shred. And so he's got these great like, I don't sort of blues influenced just kind of like solo lines that really accentuate, you know, and place that on top of uh, drum like recording with Steve Albini was famous uh, mm-hmm. you know engineer and all that stuff in in Chicago so it's still kind of got that 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 grit that grit and that kind of push and aggressiveness but really really a great um great band another I'll just throw yeah, yeah. Out, I'm yeah, just gonna yeah. throw out one more song of theirs which is bourbon beard I think you'd really like that song too check it out um and it's just like a really great song to listen to when you're drinking bourbon okay <laughs> something that i don't particularly like but yeah, well uh, you know. <laughs> whatever you, whatever your drink of choice is it's it just Mostly i don't know beer. there's something you can can i well i can kind of connect with in that song which is uh, uh makes it very uh sure, yeah. salient it's always nice to connect to music yeah um what else you got uh the, the decemberist is my number four week once in my life it's their new album Fine. You don't like the Decemberists? I'm not a huge fan of the Decemberists. I like the Decemberists. Now, here's the thing about the Decemberists. Um, I like their style. They're very Portland. Yeah. Are they from Portland? They're from Portland. Are they? Yeah. I thought they were like a DC. No, they're from Portland. Or maybe Oregon, if not Portland. They're from They're from like, they're very, very interesting. Portland. All right. They're that's like, fine. if Portlandia was a band, I feel like it would be this band. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good call. Um, yeah, I mean, the Decemberists, obviously very important. Very good band. I mean, don't get me wrong. They're a good band. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just... I don't listen to them. Not your thing. I, not really they have like thing. a new album that I liked. So uh, once in your life, and I'll be your girl is also on my. Wasn't it uh, also that was the uh, the lead singer of that band did um, uh, the side project? Um, oh my gosh! Uh, oh my gosh! That's know. gonna bother me. It's gonna come to me later. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Keep talking. I'm gonna get it. <laughs> um, so December is the postal service. <laughs> was he the po- was he in the postal service? I think so. Right? Wasn't no way, he? Really? Didn't he do postal service? I love the postal service. Yeah, that's the lead singer of the Decemberists, right? I have no idea. Or am I mixing him up with somebody else? Maybe. I guess I have the you internet. You have your laptop. You know in front what? Of you. This is the first time I've ever had my computer in front of me, so I'm going to offload some cognition. Sure, yeah. Well, um, so my number four is yeah, the Decemberists, Once in My Life, then Zeal and Ardor, Devil Is Fine, which I already talked about. Um, number six is Good Kisser by Lake Street Drive. Oh, Lake Street Dive, yeah. Yeah, they're drive great. Drive or dive? Oh, dive. I'm sorry. Dive, yeah. Yeah, yep. yeah, they're fun. Uh, and then my number seven is another Brick in the Wall Part Two by Pink Floyd. Oh, nice. <laughs> Which I don't know why that's so high up there. I feel like I don't like actively listen to that song that much. You know what? You know what's interesting about that is, uh, yeah. So first of all, they're from Portland, and um, yeah, I'm pretty sure the Postal Service is. I like the Postal Service more than I like the Decemberist, but I like the Decemberist a lot too. Yes. Yes, I'm pretty Interesting. sure. Interesting. Pretty sure. I discovered the Decemberists like three years ago too, and I've been listening to the Postal Service since I was like in middle school. But the Decemberists actually, they're they're like they predate Postal Service, right? Uh, pretty sure. Yeah, I think they do. Yeah, yeah. Year yeah. two thousand. Yep. Yeah. Anyways, all right. I'm gonna stop looking at the internet. <laughs> That's okay. Um, um. Yeah. So another Brick and Wall Part Two. Uh, Pink Floyd, and then uh, Santa Fe, Santa Fe by Beirut. Beirut, yeah. I love sure, Beirut. Beirut, Beirut I, also around that same time, around like 2000, that yeah. kind of Decemberists uh, first wave, kind of that era sure. of indie. Yeah, I'm just going to like bust through a few mm. more here and then we'll call it good for my list. But okay. uh, Baby I'm Yours by the Arctic Monkeys, which is a cover. Arctic Monkeys, yep, but, sure. Uh, that's like a good like classic old song that mm-hmm. I played. Uh, and then This Must Be The Place by David Bur- David Burns with a full orchestra. Not, yeah. not, and that's that's the way to listen to that song. Nice. Um. And then Catalog and Classify by Mark Robinson. That I don't. This song that I don't know has been in almost every This American Life story, and it has mm. had such an impact on me. It is so perfectly melancholy and sweet, and it, it, oh my god, I love it so much. And I I've never heard the lyrics until I found the song. I spent years looking for this song, and I found it somehow. I like I would like go online and post like. 
in this story of This American Life, they used this song. What is it? And no one would know. And I finally found it. Found it. And I was so excited. And the lyrics kind of like take away from it. I just wish it was just the, the music because that's just, it's been in so many amazing radio stories that I've listened to. And again, I grew up listening to radio. It's like how I've got into journalism and everything. Like it's the reason I'm doing what I'm doing now. And like this song had an impact on me like today. I'll play a little bit of it. I'm, I'm sure, again, I'm sure it's fine. But like, that's all you need. Yeah. No, in that. fact, I, I recognize that. Just it's from fantastic. Little, little interludes in, um, you know, whatever. And, and so that song, and I found it this year and I was pumped. Nice. Um, and it's not as good. The whole song's not as good as I wanted it to be, but. You <laughs> Are know, there lyrics? There's, there's, there's lyrics, lyrics in, in there? Okay. It, yeah. I'll, take, a, I'll give it a listen <clears> later. But yeah. And then some more Car Seat Headrest, uh, Burning For You by the Blue Oyster Cult. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> what, so I don't know why in, that's there. In what context do you listen to that? I mean, yeah, tell I me about I that I think I had song. a family reunion and I had to like find some like music that was like okay with my whole family. Like that's actually probably why a lot of this stuff is up there. And yeah. you went with Blue Oyster Cult? Yeah, they're all like 30s, <laughs> 30s and 40s. I, didn't, I don't know how to, they're all like really- Your like, family members that is, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah like right. 30s, 40s, yeah. 50s. Like it was like, everyone's older than me. Except for like my cousins, and I'm not gonna play like rap. No, but okay, all right. Like, yeah. so this is like a family. My mom's, all my mom's cousins got together, and I it was at our house, and so I was in charge of making the music playlist. And my mom was like, "Don't mess this up." And uh, I was like, "My mom likes." Don't Blue mess this up. Oh yeah, no. And so she was like, <laughs> I'm, "I'm like, my mom likes Blue Oyster Cult, so her cousins probably like Blue Oyster Cult." Oh man. So uh, yeah, and then I like listened to it, and I was like, "Man, Burn Free is a pretty good song." <laughs> so I like listened to it a lot. Nice. Yeah, and then other than that, yeah, more Talking Heads, LCD Sound System, uh, some Donnie Trumpets in the Social Experiment, which is um, which LCD which LCD Sound System? Uh, All my friends. Oh yeah, sure. That's a good another song that builds. Yep. Uh, Have you ever heard Sunday Candy by by Donnie Trumpets and the Social Experiment? Who is that? That's that's um, what's his name? I just said his name. (laughs) Donnie Trumpets. No, but no, he got he was best artist. The uh, oh my god. I'm, I, I literally just said his name like 30 seconds ago. And then I interrupted you? <laughs> yeah, and I forgot is it. The, <laughs> is that the thing? But it's okay. Um, anyway, Sunday Candy is a fantastic hip-hop song um, about about this guy's grandma and how much he loves her. Okay. It's really good. Uh, Nico Seagal? No. Seagal? No. It's, it's Formerly known by the stage name Donnie Trumpet? No, it's not. It's What's his name? Chance the Rapper? Chance the Rapper. All yeah. right, got it. There it is. He's part of a hip-hop collective. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Save yeah. money with Chance the Rapper. Yeah, and so Sunday Candy is Chance the Rapper's rapping, it, and it's great. It's just about his grandma and how much he loves her. Man, having the internet at hand is kind of handy. It's Yeah. And, oh, at and then a bunch, of, handy. A bunch of the handy. National, because I'm moody. <laughs> oh, and then Maggie Rogers. Oh, yeah. Because she's fantastic. Nice. Yeah, she's great. And then everything else is like the same, just like repeated. Yeah, and I forget exactly how I came across Maggie Rogers, um, but- yeah. I just discovered her this year, and I was like, "Oh, this is this is really good stuff." Yeah, um, interesting. So that's, right. that's like, mo- why is this on here? Why is Ocean Man by Ween on here? <laughs> that had to have been like did a you... like a joke or something. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, you got a, you, know, you get a little uh, you got some variety in there. Oh yeah, yeah, I like it. So yeah, that's mostly. What you got? Anything else? You got any other like big artists that were on there? Yeah, yeah, I mean, I haven't even. I've only given you three yeah, so yeah. far. Yeah, let's go through so, yours yeah, now. I, mean, I don't. I'm not gonna know any of yours. You know all of mine. Well, I'm you're sure. gonna know some of them because I've told them. Sure, yeah. I've told you about them. Right. So, uh, number whatever I'm on, four. One, two. Yeah, this is four. Is uh, often the thinker, which is my friend Drew's band. It's the instrumental project that oh, cool. uh, I've contributed to in the past. Shout out to um, Drew. Yeah, Drew's. Uh, I mean. He's currently working on a fourth uh, full-length album. I don't wow. think I'm divulging anything that's not public knowledge. He sent out a, a notice about it to some Did of I the supporters. <laughs> no, no, no. It's perfectly fine. Okay. I think people should get excited about it anyways. Um, so, yeah, uh, Drew, uh, I was in a band. I was in a hardcore band with him yeah. <laughs> back, uh, back. Back in the day. Yeah, back in the day. And um, now he, you know, he has this sort of instrumental project, which is amazing, uh, really good music. And, uh, you know, a lot of people like it. Sometimes I've played it before classes and students are like, what is that? What is that? This is really good. Yeah. Mm. So anyways, uh, Often the Thinker, actually the the song is called Letters. I don't particularly know which one that is, but um, I listen to that a lot when I'm studying or reading and doing that kind of stuff. And then I'll just say this. I have four of my next... Uh, are all like ska, reggae, dancehall okay. stuff. Because I don't know if I've said this on the podcast before, but I think if there's one style of music that is just like my desert island kind of like 
music that I would listen to for the rest of my life, mm-hmm. that's it. And it's specifically really? these, these old classics. I There's just something so uplifting and there's a great groove to everything. So I've got, I'm, dear listeners, do yourself a favor and listen to this, this most chilled out, amazing song you will ever hear in your life. It's called Love Makes the World Go Round. And the artist is Johnny Osborne. So it's J-O-H-N-N-Y, Osborne, O-S-B-O-U-R-N-E. Okay. This is a rare B-side from Johnny Osborne um, that some Canadian record company like (laughs) unearthed this thing and put put it on a compilation. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's so good. And you can just sit back and relax and enjoy that song. Uh, The other... The other songs in this kind of genre are a classic, Desmond Decker, who's known as like the king of ska. He's like the Elvis of ska music. All right. Um, the the song there is called Music Like Dirt. And uh, Desmond Decker passed away probably about two or three years ago now. Mm. Um, but um, amazing and enduring and just the whole catalog is amazing. Anything mm. you listen to of him. Um, another one is... Uh, Oh, actually, no, I, I made a mistake. That's not, that's actually a different genre. But there's one more, um, the Ethiopians with Engine 54 as well. This is kind of classic ska stuff, really okay. fun. And it just kind of swings and it's really, really fun. I'll check that stuff out. Yeah. I had did not heard a single, a single one of those bands or songs before. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I just, I constantly listen to, especially that that the really early stuff. Um, we have a, a graduate student here. Uh, uh, he goes by the the DJ name Prince Nesta, yeah. who was a DJ back in Kenya, and he specifically spins ska, reggae, dancehall, yeah, yeah. you know. Um, we may have to have him on as well to talk. Yeah, we've talked a, to him about getting him on before. Yeah, he does really good stuff, and it, it'd be really good to, to have him talk uh, yeah. a little bit about his knowledge of that genre, his experience being a DJ and stuff. Sure, yeah. Um, Oh man, yeah. There's so I'll save it for that episode, but there's so much more I could say about that kind of music. All right. Really good. Any, anything that I would know? <laughs> um, Just curious. There's only like three more that I haven't mentioned. Oh yeah. And oh yeah, again, you've only had it for two months, so it's kind of uh, my. I think my list is probably a little more fleshed out than yours. Uh, one is just a classic jazz artist, uh, Joe Henderson. You know Joe Henderson? Nope. Yeah, so Joe Henderson. Um, Joe Henderson has uh, great albums. It's like one of the few albums that I own on vinyl. I mean, I've, oh, I've cool. got some jazz vinyl, but that's one of my favorites. Um, yeah, in fact, um, I'm going to look it up, but I think that Joe Henderson, I believe it's um, page one is the album that I have. Okay. Ooh. Can you, you hear the, the clicking? Yeah, it's like, a, it's like ASMR. The <laughs> I like it. I like it. Yeah, it's page one. Page one, all right. Is the name of the album. Joe Henderson. Um, and let's see. So finally, uh, my year in review is going to be, I have an African artist, Okay. actually, uh, African, I believe he's, I believe he's a Ghanaian artist. Uh, it's in this kind of genre called high life. So Ghanaian uh, high life music, uh, Ebo Taylor, Ebo Taylor. Okay. This is just funky and it's so good. Yeah. So Ebo Taylor, the, the song is called Atwer like, Abroba. Okay. Is it funky as in like it's funk music or is it like weird funky? Yes. Like so, f- funk music. Okay, okay. It's like, I mean, it's, yeah. I, I mean, kind of what, you know, are, have you ever heard of like, you've heard Afrobeat music? Yeah. Sort of like mm-hmm. uh, Fela Kuti or, or any of those artists? Uh, I couldn't tell you the artist, but okay, I know, I, I've heard <laughs> I've heard Afrobeat music because you've showed it to me. Yeah, so Ebo <laughs> uh, Taylor's within that, not quite the same, but... I'm just trying to draw some comparisons that you might know. Sure. So anyways, it has those African rhythms. It's just really okay. funky. Also big bass and drum kind yes, of driven right. stuff. I had some Taiko drum music on mine as well. I think. Like from Taiko, the the band or the no, like, DJ? Like like no, no, like are they called Taiko drums? That's what they're called, right? Like there's Japanese drums. Oh, I don't know. I think they're called Taiko Maybe. drums. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like from well, like I got into it because um um Isle of Dogs had Taiko drum music in it, uh, which is Wes Anderson's newest movie. Oh yeah, I still haven't seen that. It's not very good, but he's like my favorite director. All right, nicely, nicely done. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. I mean, you can go see it. Uh, it's it, yeah, but the beginning with the taiko drums, it's like, uh, and just okay. like, and again, building. I love it. 
nice. build a song, I'm gonna like it probably. <laughs> nice. Um, but yeah, no, that's that's our music. I mean, you got you got some more. I'm some just gonna do minutes? one. I'm just yep. gonna do one more. One it's, more? The, it's the last one of my top ten. That's fine. Uh, yeah. It's this solo female artist. Her name is. Uh, uh, she goes by Tash Sultana. Tash Sultana. Yeah. Okay. That sounds and, like a Star Wars character. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and she does really great kind of soaring vocals and really interesting compositions. And this song is called Notion. Uh, my sister actually recommended her to me. But then when I was listening to her, I realized that she has a song on the one of my FIFA game soundtracks. Oh, I'm really? Like, oh, that's who that is. That's hilarious. But then I listened to these other songs and like the whole album is, is really good too. Mm-hmm. So anyways, that's my music in review for 2018, my Spotify top 10. Any uh, any more bands you want to recommend before we move on to? I've always got so many, but let's just talk about other stuff. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. I will just not stop. Yeah. Well, maybe maybe you can share your top. Maybe we can both share our our. 2018 lists with the listeners. That'd be kind of fun. Yeah. Just put them up somewhere. Yeah, you can listen to them. Um, you can laugh at mine with all those like, ridiculous like changes. There, there's no rhyme or reason to it, I find. Um, but yeah, what about television, movies, books, uh, video games? What's, what's what, what, You want to start with movies? Just kind of some um, stick out to you from this year? Yeah. Wow. So few. Like from eight, like Honestly, yeah. I, th- th- and especially when I'm thinking about movies, I, I have just, I've been watching so like re- comparatively fewer movies, which I think I've talked about on which the podcast Which is ironic before. because now, like ever since the podcast started, we've like have had less time to watch movies. Yeah. I mean, it's that, but it's also just like, yeah, I, it's just, it hasn't been on really on my plate. Um, mm-hmm. There was this one kind of interesting um, South African movie, which I watched. It was called um, Catching Feelings. And okay. yeah, it, it's, it's just interesting because it takes the... Hmm, how to say this? It's it's like, um, gosh, <laughs> it's an interesting combination because if you like Curb Your Enthusiasm, if you like oh, that style of humor, that man, kind of self, self, <laughs> self-deprecating kind of humor, and then mix that with what with like, so you have that as a main character, this like college professor in South Africa mm-hmm. who hosts um, this other very famous author. Okay. Um, and then there's this kind of like, bizarre love triangle and jealousy thing going on but the guy continuously puts himself like creates problems for himself you know what i mean i like yeah yeah and it always like loops back around exactly so it's 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 like kind of imagine curb your enthusiasm meets a romantic comedy (laughs) set in south africa uh and and within the context of the the history of race relations in South Africa. wow that is a lot in a movie (laughs) i gotta say but it and it's but it's just kind of and I guess it just stands out because it's it's funny. It also kind of reminded me a little bit of um, a good friend of mine. Okay. Uh, and uh, it so it it was sort of endearing because it was better than anything I had seen around it. You know what I mean? Like, and that's where I worry that my my vi- my my view of this movie may be inflated. Like maybe sure, it's not sure. actually as good as it is. But I just remember thinking like it was refreshing and different, and yeah. it stood out from the stuff I was watching at the same time. Okay. Um, movies that stuck out to me this year. Meyerowitz stories. The Meyerowitz stories. Oh yeah, I still haven't watched that. Oh, very good. Um, I think the reason I like that so much is just it's it's so different from any other movie I've seen in a long time because it's so realistic mm-hmm. in terms of dialogue, which is something that you don't think about a lot in movies. But the way people speak in movies is not the way that people speak in real life. Yeah. But the Meyerowitz stories, they're stuttering. They're always saying um. They're they're always talking over each other. It's a very natural sounding movie, and it's it's something that I I'm not a big Ben Stiller fan, and I'm not a big um, Adam Sandler fan, and they're both in this movie, and they kill it. They're hmm. so good in this movie. Um, it's very different. It's really sweet. It's funny when it needs to be, but it's not a comedy. It's pretty dark. Um, it's I highly recommend watching that movie. That one really stood out to me. Hmm. Um, and then Moon, I watched Moon this year. Oh yeah, um, which is very also a very different movie. Did we talk about Moon on another podcast? I think we did, but I, <laughs> but but only in the context maybe of like sci-fi. I think so. Yeah, movies. Yeah, or movies with a twist. Movies with a twist. Movies with that's a twist. It. That's yes, it. That yeah. It. yeah, that's a really good movie. Moon is Moon is definitely worth watching. Moon is great. It's yeah. it is it's different. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the Star Wars uh, uh, Solo was fun. Oh, yeah. I, Solo was a pleasant surprise, and we saw that together. Yeah. We did. I just rewatched it, and I gotta say, the first like forty minutes aren't that good, actually. But like the and it ends so on such a high note that I think it's like 
very very good yeah the uh the train scene the train hijacking scene that was cool was pretty cool that, that was cool but like and eh, like the stuff on Corellio was pretty boring at the beginning eh, i don't want to get yeah. into the details but like eh, there's like there's some real slow parts um my son really likes that caden caden loves the solo yeah it's fun yeah. it's like a fun movie yeah um oh and then you, another movie you have to watch, Ballad of Buster Scruggs. I just watched I it do last have week. To, I still, it's on my list. It's, it's good. It's there. I haven't watched it yet. It's like six pilots of two te- diff- six different television shows, and they're all, none of them are related in any way other than the fact that they're all Westerns. Nice. But um, I, it's worth watching. It's different. I'm not going to say it's a masterpiece, but it's really, really interesting. It has a really cool message, I think, uh, and uh, it's fun. It's a fun time. It's nice. also funny. Like pretty. It's also horribly heartbreaking. It's like there's okay. really funny ones, and then there's like really heartbreaking ones. I like it. I like those kind of yeah. things that yeah. will try to mix those. Then they mix it up. It's, it's six vignettes, so it's yeah. yeah. Um, we'll probably come back to the New Year with an episode on that. I'm guessing. Yeah, that, absolutely. We yeah. could do that. We could revisit our Coen Brothers list. Yeah. See yeah. where it, see where it ranks. I'd love to have John on actually, my boss, to talk about Coen Brothers. He's a big Coen Brothers. Sure. Fan, sure. Uh, I think if we're talking about other forms of media, I think one of the highlights specifically in video games has to come from our mutual love of Hollow Knight. Hollow Knight. Oh my God. Hollow Knight is so good. It was so good. And it's I, like, it's art. It's, it's, it's so beautiful. And you know what? Uh, my love for Hollow Knight has really gotten me interested in some of the others that have been like uh, award-winning kind of mm-hmm. castle or Metroidvania style. Stuff, yeah. So this Ori in the Blind Forest, Yep. which have you played that? Um, no. I have not played it either, but, but it, I've seen it. It's yeah. A friend of mine, Luke, uh, said he got it, and it's like, you know, uh, kind of like, uh, uh, how did he put it? I don't know if you put it this way, but like, um, frustratingly challenging, sure. sort of, yeah. but it's like, like a Dark Souls in a good style, way, yeah. you know, uh, like kind of ridiculous levels, and you know, requires yeah. some craft. It made me revisit some of my favorite games. So Bastion is like probably one of my favorite mm. games of all time, mm. uh, and then that Super Giant Games, who makes Bastion, has also made Transistor and Pyre. Hmm. Pyre's are really nope. interesting on, on basketball. It's a really interesting take on basketball where you're fantasy characters. Huh. Uh, it's really cool. It's very interesting. I think um, I, for some reason, I, that sounds familiar. Pyre sounds familiar. And then they just, like, three days ago, out of the blue, well, three days ago as of December, like, what is it? 11th. 11th. Um, so they came out and they were just like, hey, there's a new game out. No, no, nothing else. Like, they're just like, it's out. That's it. It's out. Huh. And it's, it is an alpha, so it's not, like, done, but it's called Hades. Huh. Uh, and you play the son of Hades just trying to escape hell. Huh. And he's just, and, but he's like super angsty. He's like, I hate you, dad. I'm getting <laughs> out of here. And he's like, foolish boy. <laughs> Emo Hades. It's really fun. Uh, it's really good. I've been playing it. Um, so I've been enjoying that. But uh, yeah, I would say Hollow Knight is up there. And then my, I mean, the new Spider-Man game surprised me. Hmm. Really fun. Uh, obviously Red Dead Redemption 2. You got get me being a cowboy. Although nope. I'm on chapter three of six and it is this game is so long. I it's probably, long. I can't dude, do it. I probably have like 70 hours in this game. Yeah, I'm not going to do it. I'm not even close. I'm telling you, I'm not going to do it. I'm telling you, it's dear probably, listeners. Probably like best yeah, for your time. I, I'm not going to do it. I just can't do it. But you know what you should do? Hmm. God of War. It's it's quick. It's not, it's not super fast, but I would say like 20 hours max. Nope. It's Maybe. It's a blast. I'll say maybe. <clears throat> it is like a movie. Like the whole thing. And I've never played a God of War game. I got a PlayStation 4 to play God of War, Red Dead Redemption 2, and Spider-Man, and I was pleased with all three of them. They're fun. They're all fun, which is not all right. Like so, yeah. Those are my like games this year. Um, Fair enough. But yeah, any TV shows? Did you watch any big TV shows this year? Well, I, you know, I I think TV writ large. Like so, so, I don't I don't necessarily have. Um, I guess I was thinking about this, and I was just thinking about again, like um, uh, Hannah Gadsby's Nanette, her yeah. stand up, oh, stand up, yeah. yeah. which I don't know if you classify that as a movie or television Definitely or whatever. Stood out. Definitely but that, stood out. that was a standout. It was a standout, and I've. So I've, different. And now, you know, since the last time we talked about that um, uh, that performance, you know, I've had time to – I've actually read a couple more things and got some other uh, takes on, on that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one of my friends said, uh, really good, really important, but not necessarily comedy. I, I, I agree. I don't think it's like it's, – it's more of a, like a funny TED Talk that's also like here's some real – truth yeah i kind of viewed it similarly but i think you have to place it within comedy i mean you have to place it within comedy because it's a deconstruction of comedy i see both sides to it i can see i can see you arguing at comedy i can see you saying that it's not i would i would say it's an essay on comedy 
But th- I would not call it comedy. Actually. You know, there's this whole classic thing of like, is the play going to be a comedy or a tragedy? Okay. Yeah. Comedies, everybody survives. Tragedies, everybody dies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, basically. Yeah. yeah. And the thing that's happening in her performance, as I've reflected on this a little bit more, mm-hmm. is that she's constantly kind of taking you back and forth from comedic yeah. bits to tragic bits, right? And in the end, of course, not to spoil anything, but it's it's kind of both, but it's it it's it waits more on tragedy, yeah, than anything else. And but in so doing that, I think that you know she does this very deft deconstruction of not only the industry but the art form, the audience expectations. It's just it's so well done, mm-hmm. and uh, that's my take, and I'm sticking to it. Yeah. I, I mean, I I, th- I agree with you that it is fantastic. I just don't know if I would consider it a comedy. Yeah, I agree, but yeah. but does it matter? No, it doesn't matter. And like, that's the why, thing. Why would you? If if okay, but if someone was like, "Hey, you got a good stand-up special that I should watch," I would not recommend Nanette. I would say I have. I did. Whoa. I have, and I Were your I just said like I was not expecting that. I got a text message from uh, my cousin just the other day, not that long ago. She's like. I know it's early there because she's in New York. Okay, <laughs> and I was—I yeah. had just woken up and I was like just drinking my first drip, uh, drinks of coffee in the morning. Mm-hmm. And I was like, actually, this is when my wife was back in Brazil. And I was like, actually, your timing is perfect. I'm just sitting down to my morning coffee and I feel like having a conversation. So we just texted each other back and forth. And she was going through some of the same stuff. She's just like, oh my gosh, like I, I would love to talk to you more about this. Like, what did you think about this? Because I think it's something that that deserves to be discussed well yeah yeah right okay but that's different than like if a friend came to you and was like i want to i want to watch a funny comedy special if they said funny then i would say well okay maybe not this but i'm i still i've said like it's just important oh i would tell i would tell people like you should watch this but if you're looking to like for a relaxing turn your brain off evening yeah then don't don't watch yeah sure sure it's it's heavy fair so yeah fair because a lot of times when i watch stand-up it's kind of to turn my brain off and just laugh here's something funny yeah yeah uh, mm. In which case, I would recommend John Mulaney. Yeah, John. Yeah, Literally yeah. any of his stand-up. Sure. <laughs> it's all good. Yeah. Um, this is maybe, I may be suffering from like uh, the recency thing, but you know what I just watched not that long ago mm-hmm. was uh, Norm MacDonald has a show on Netflix. Oh my God. I've been curious about this show. I didn't watch it. Norm MacDonald's is like the master of like, I'm really uncomfortable watching this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm speechless for the moment because I, I don't know I don't know how to sell this to the listener. Sure. You know what I mean? Sure. If you know who Norm Macdonald is and you like him, give the show a chance. Okay. Because his show is different. It's very he's a very specific type of comedy. But it's it's there's just so much to unravel and I think without you know, without um giving away too much. I mean there's not many episodes and every episode has a different feel. Um, some of them are just excellent and, and they're like a joy to watch and it's just really interesting. Others are like a really heartfelt um, portrayal of an, some, an, an underappreciated artist and others are just really awkward interactions. <laughs> and so it, it, like Interesting. Every episode is so different that it's very difficult to say that this is a comedy show. Mm-hmm. What he's doing is he's doing a really low budget really either really well thought out or really poorly thought out on purpose talk show. So he has this like sidekick, you know, like, you know, uh, Conan's got Andy. Yeah. Yeah. Andy Richter, also the best sidekick, I would say. Even though I don't think Conan is like maybe the best, I think that Andy Richter is the best sidekick. I mean, they had a great dynamic, right? Yes, And there's a similar thing going on with Norm MacDonald and his sidekick, but his sidekick is like, basically does nothing you yeah. know what i mean yeah. um but i would say one of the highlights is um uh he highlights um is it billy joe shaver this I don't know. this rebel country artist who no idea. and it's it's just it's amazing it's this big finale and you know that's really great the drew barrymore episode is really interesting the jane fonda episode is very uncomfortable to watch <laughs> the david letterman episode is ridiculous and it's it's like because David Letterman is an executive producer, oh, and wow. Letterman is there, and he's just like, "What are you doing here?" He's like, "This is what I'm paying for." Like, it's a weird, such a weird interaction, and it's, it seems like when he was on the show, Norm purposefully tried to be just 
totally off the wall and yeah. weird and it, it's just kind of weird to watch i have to i'll have to give this a so t- it's it's t- fun check it out. i'll also say that his first episode is not indicative like he has a uh, david spade on the first episode mm-hmm. and it sets the tone in an interesting way and i can see why they did that as the first episode but it, that's also a weird interaction i have a good recommendation from this year all right too funny to fail it hmm. is the documentary about the dana carvey show oh yes it is so interesting yeah i had no idea that that's like basically where like so many people everybody did you know that so many people you know were on that show kaufman was a writer for yeah that show? yeah there are so many what? people from that show we should do an episode on kaufman too but mm-hmm. um yeah that that was a very good documentary very funny mm-hmm. very weird very interesting uh i would say it really informs where comedy is now yeah because of this show that like just fell flat on its face mm-hmm um, and then another show that I just love is The Expanse. I think I brought it up multiple times. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, if you want like a good sci-fi drama with like good acting, good action, good like like cinematics. Oh, my. And like every episode's a cliffhanger. Yeah. Oh, my. God. The Expanse is great. Nice. It's just awesome. Like it's just it's sweet. Just like spaceships blowing up and oh, what's, what's going to happen next? And so that's, that's a fun one. Sounds sweet. Yeah. Do you read any good books this year? Yeah, gosh, I did. I mean, well, wait. You know what's funny is like I'm trying to think of like what this year was, this, and all I have year. to do is just think about like anything that I've talked about on the podcast that I was reading. <laughs> yeah. And the majority of that time, <laughs> it seemed, mm-hmm. was um, I finally read *The Dispossessed* by Ursula K. Le Guin. Yep. Yeah. So brought that up a couple. Times. Anarchist feminist science fiction, and it was just really refreshing. And I think that like anarchist thought, if you if you read any of it, it's just so. Um, it takes you into this a world that is possible but and it's it's just it's really great to go there yeah you know um i think that's the true value this sort of utopian thinking almost of anarchism and uh you know i think it was like noam chomsky said that uh he was criticized for saying like oh anarchism it's totally unrealistic and it's never going to work and he's like yeah but if we stop saying this the visions stop and we stop imagining this other possible world. Mm. And I think that that's what was really the value of not only just anarchist thought, but Ursula K. Le Guin does a really good job of like taking two worlds and just colliding them together in a really interesting way. And it was really memorable. And she passed away this year. She did. She also passed away this, this year. This year, yeah. maybe last year. This year. I think so it was this year. year. Okay, yeah. Yep. So um, I read The Shipping News by Annie, oh, uh, Annie yeah. Prohl. Yeah. She also wrote, wrote Brokeback Mountain and stuff yeah. like that. Um, Great. If you like, if you're in journalism, or you like, or you're interested in like New England or Canada, or yeah, it's just like it's like funny in like this weirdly like sad way. Like everyone, like everyone there is just sad all the time, and it's funny because of that, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is like weird, but it's very good. Um, so highly recommend that book. Um, yeah, that's my like big read of the year. That oh oh, the spy who came in from the cold, by uh, oh, nice. by by John Le- John Le Carre John Le Carre Le Carre yeah. yeah uh, I was really bored for like seventy percent of it, and I was like, "That was so worth it." Nice. That was so worth it. It's also super short; it's like a hundred pages. You know what I'll say is also this is also a, a recent thing, but uh, a, a dear friend of mine, a good uh, former colleague at the University of Oregon, uh, Toby, uh, recommended the uh, Bonnie Dune. This this artist, Bonnie Dune, where Bonnie Dune. my family is. That's where I'm going for Christmas. Yeah, so it's B O N N Y D O O N. Yep. Their album from this year is really good. Yeah, it's really nice to listen to. Um, and that's not on my Spotify top ten, but mm-hmm. it probably would have been had I learned about them sooner. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, yeah. You got anything else? I don't I think, think we need to do a uh, mid episode break here because I think we've just kind of covered it all. I think we have too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I guess like we can just kind of end out the year with just saying like we never thought we would have two thousand listeners. Yeah. So thank <laughs> you to everybody out there, and I, and we sort of alluded to this at the beginning of the episode, but we are going to plan something special for the one year um, anniversary. February. Mid, in mid, February. Mid February. Yeah. So is it early or mid February? It's like it's like the twelfth, I think. Okay. Twelfth. So yeah, so keep your eyes or ears open for that wherever yeah. you get your podcasts. Well, and and please send us recommendations. So it's going to be a best of um, from 2018. So send us recommendations of your favorite moments or or favorite episodes, interesting things that happen. Just email us at residualculturepodcast at gmail dot com. Um, but yeah, again, like I said, uh, when when you wanted to start this, I was just kind of like, yeah, this will be fun. But like, I, <laughs> I never really took it super seriously. 
And I think we don't take it super seriously still. I think that that's probably... You mean the podcast itself? Yeah. Not just this episode. No, 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 You're talking yes. about now, like, the, existential uh, Yeah, I'm just, questions. you know, it's the end right. of the year. I figured I'd kind of yeah. give a little bit of a thank you to everyone that's listened. And We've kept it going, man. It's been It's been fun. I didn't really think that it would happen, but we did. Well, you know, I think there's really only one thing to say now is basically that the best movie of the year was Predator. <laughs> the worst. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> if you haven't seen Predator... Uh. Don't go see it. So and I, bad. I would also say to your credit, Joey, I think that you know when you when we started this thing, you um, you basically said, or I accused you of having no heart. <laughs> your media has no heart, yeah. right? That's where this thing started. And I think slowly over the year 2018, you've started to develop a little bit more heart. Little, my my heart outer shell has has is melting away. <laughs> you softened a bit, just like the the Grinch, right? You get I, that. I do feel like I've learned a lot in a lot of respects from doing this, and. Like, me, like, yeah, I think you too, me right? Me too, yeah. I was just going to say me too. Like, you got it. We got it. We've got to, like, to interview some people and you've got to practice your interviewing skills and, like, working with other people. And, I mean, I think just from listening to you and, like, our dynamic has changed, I think, a little bit. And I think it's all for the better. So, yeah. yeah and, again, I had did not think it would take off as well as it did. But I think that that's all due to your clout and maybe a little bit of mine, but mostly yours. Well, I think it's our listeners. I mean, you guys are the best. Dear listeners, yes, thanks for su- for the support. And please, seriously, do uh, you can email us basically yeah. at Residual Culture Podcast and let us know your favorite moments from the show. We'll try and get them included in our mashup, our one-year anniversary mashup. Uh, you can also, of course, follow and like us and uh, all the rest of it on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Yes, you can uh, support us on Patreon if you've enjoyed it this year. You can do that. Uh, you can also, I don't know if I've ever mentioned, but like, I do other podcasts. Like, if you ever want to like listen to those um mm-hmm. listen to like indie matters or cafecito con luz or niche podcast or uh priced out those are those are some that i do those are all like news related but yep. it's not n- nothing to do with movies but if you want to hear other stuff that i make uh, you can do that and you can also ben's book will be done soon and i don't know when it'll be out but <laughs> probably next year 2019. yeah look we'll out yeah. for ben's book you know the one thing i am looking forward to can I announce this? Yeah. The one thing I am, I'm, no, I'm just thinking if oh, I actually oh, can oh. announce it. But yeah, I can now. The one, the other big thing that I'm looking forward to, for those of you that have not heard, is that my sister is getting married. Oh, hey, yeah, that's awesome. Next year. Congratulations. So, congratulations, Anne. Love you. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening. I've been Joey Lovato. I'm Ben Birkenbein. Have a happy new year, and yep. uh, thanks for listening. Yep. Get into it. <laughs>